hello, hello. Welcome to the Power Blazers podcast. I'm your co-host, Katie Fisher. And I'm Kate Rafferty. Kate, another week. How's it going? You know, it's good. I am coming off of a vacation, you know, as we talked about a few weeks ago. And it was great. It was phenomenal. But coming back to work, man, is that like, it's like a hangover. I mean, it really is. You know, I'm going to be that person that says, I need a vacation from a vacation. (laughs) Right. To come back. But it is. I know. When you look at your inbox, though, it's. I got over 700 emails Mm, while I was gone. That hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It's painful. And I'm just digging out right now. It's the vacation was worth it, but it was a little emotionally. It's a little emotional, stressful to come back. But you know what? It's all good, and uh, you know this motivational podcast is going to carry me through that. I was so. gonna say that plus some hype songs, you can do yeah, all the email in no time. Yeah, exactly. And I've been de-stressing with a little guilty pleasure, which is um, so inventing Anna. I don't know if you've heard about this or not. Ah, I just heard about it today when mm. I listened to another podcast that tells me things I need to be listening to and watching. Okay, um, yeah, it's uh, it's the new Shonda Rhimes. Show. We all love Shonda. Yeah, we all love Shonda. And, you know, I like, you know, I always like Shonda Land. Um, <laughs> are you? Are, are you always like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much watch everything she puts out. So I guess I am. Oh, Scandal really hit me big back oh, in the day. So freaking good. Oh, How to Get Away with Murder. I yeah. mean, there was, yeah, so good. it was like hit after hit. Yeah, it's um, phenomenal. So big Shonda fan. Um, but inventing Anna is really interesting because it's, I had a lot of mixed emotions about it. You know, we talk a lot about like female positivity on this oh, podcast. Yeah. It's like the opposite. She's like terrible, <laughs> well, right? Well, it is, but it's also like there's this journalist who's one of the main characters too. And I feel like she really believes that Anna was really like, is very brilliant and very smart and really believed in her vision and was kind of an entrepreneur, but she she also swindled people out of okay, a ton of money. Okay, but wasn't she like, uh, like a fake heiress? Yeah, she was okay. a fake heiress, okay. but she was working to like open this exclusive club, which was kind of like Soho House, but more elite. Mm. And she got in, I mean, she literally was getting investors from like, you know, Citibank and Fortress, which is like a major investment company um, for the like wealthy. Like she was in the final stages of getting you know, funded for this. She duped all these people. And so it's, it's just really interesting because on one hand, you're like, she's terrible. She's swindling people and she's a con artist. And on the other hand, there's this narrative about, you know, if she was a man, like how would this be perceived? And, and it's, it's very artfully, I think personally, it's very artfully done in that you every second are like, how do I feel? I don't know how I feel right now. Um, it's very anti-hero, you know, very Breaking Bad in a lot okay. of ways where you're like, I don't know if I'm rooting for you or not. I mean, it's clearly not as based in reality as the true story because Anna Delvey, who that's like her alias, is a real person and the story is real. But this is like Chanda Rhimes. Take yeah, on she's it. taking it. Okay, so yeah. my pod, I clearly have not watched this yet. Yeah. Probably will. Yeah, you should. But I've, some things I've heard is that she was just a terrible person, is portrayed as a terrible person just mean, terrible to people, um, really focused on not the important things in life. Yes, definitely um, vain, very focused on the way people looked. And yeah. Also, they said her accent was like 
her voice and her accent together were it's hard to painful listen to. to listen to. It's hard to listen to. And at first I thought it was just the actress had a really bad accent, but then I came to realize that that was intentional. Oh yeah. They said it was all intentional. Yeah, but I didn't know, I didn't know anything about this. Oh, I don't either. It. I literally I I learned heard about it today on a podcast. Yeah. So when you bring this up and then you were talking about being a man and swindling people, yeah. that makes me think about what I've been watching or what I just watched the Tinder swindler. Oh yeah. Have you heard about him? Mm, no. I mean, I've heard about the show, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Real guy too. True story. I, just an insane story. Like I, I, there are no other words, ladies, friends, people. If you're dating a guy and he's like, <laughs> they're after me, please send me tens of thousands of dollars. Like no man that's is a worth red that. Flag. Like that's it's what a, we call a red flag. <laughs> like it's so that's, and you know, again, not trying to diss on these females that got themselves wrapped up in this, but I mean, it was just so like I could not comprehend that this guy was able to do that, but it, it was on a similar level to yeah. what you're describing of she was, you know, duping high level banks and things. He was duping just every woman he came in contact with yeah. and private jets and the most extravagant like travel. So fascinating. He just got out of jail. I think, uh, again, on this podcast, Ladies, I watch out. yeah, I think he was like wants to swipe. do a movie, like a story <laughs> about himself. Right. Wait, swipe left, swipe right. I've been married right. for a very long time. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. Swipe right on that. <laughs> yeah. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. That joke didn't hit as hard because oh. I didn't know the swipe lingo. <laughs> um, well, what else has been going on? I would say the biggest thing today, I just flew back from Minneapolis where when I left this morning, it was negative two degrees. Ugh, ouch. And I was Burr. like, I was like, this little Southern Belle needs to get south. It's Roll cold fast. in here. I know. The past two days, the high was like, or the, yeah, high was like 30. I can deal with that. But the negative two this morning when I was leaving, I was like, oh nope. my goodness. Hard pass. Yeah. That's a, that's a no from me, dog. And then I landed <laughs> here in East Tennessee and it was like a warm 65. Wow. So yeah. yeah. But winter is not over. And no, so sure that is great because we've got a little pep talk for you guys today. Yes, that's going to keep you hyped, get some warmth flowing mm -hmm. through your body. Yeah, you're going to feel like you're on a tropical yeah. vacation. We're going to get through this la last bit of cold weather, this last bit of winter. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've just got some words for you for it. And then, of course, we've got a hype track. It will go along with the theme and brighten Bring up your day. sunshine into your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we've got an incredible interview. So this podcast so far you know, we're all about women who inspire us. We've talked to entrepreneurs, creators, but today we are going to speak with someone who is doing very different work than that. So we've all been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic in all aspects of our life for the last two years. And we are going to speak today to a COVID-19 nurse, frontline worker, now a nurse practitioner. Um, you know, we think the best way to reflect on the pandemic and the hardest parts of it is to really share these inspiring women's stories. So we'll be talking with Meredith Seiler today, and uh, it's a good one. It's a good conversation, so I look forward to, uh, to sharing that one with you guys. Time for the pep talk. Pep, 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 pep. Yes. Okay, so today's pep talk is a request, actually, from one of our listeners, Lindsay, but also very apropos because our very own Katie... Just came back from the Arctic tundra. I survived. Also known as Minneapolis, which I actually survivor. also was in not too long ago. It's very cold. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about surviving the winter and, you know, that seasonal depression that we kind of all go through in different stages and, you know, a various spectrum. Some so, more than others, depending on where others, you live. Yeah. 
And so we're going to talk about, you know, just get a little pep because, gosh, are we close to the finish line or what? Um, <laughs> so we're just going to talk a little bit about that. What did Phil say? Well, Phil, the, that jerk. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that so-and-so, <laughs> he said there's going to be more weeks of winter. But what does he know? He's been inac- inaccurate his whole life. Yeah. You know? And he's, he's honestly probably never left Pennsylvania. Don't take stock tips from that guy because what does he know? He's terrible. Lives in a um, hole. <laughs> so I think, honestly, you should take that as a good thing because his accuracy rate is terrible. So I think we're on the, you know, the cusp. It's almost the beginning of March. Okay, but if Phil is right, what do we need to do? Yeah, so if Phil is correct, just lean in close, listeners. Here's what we need to do. First of all, I read a little bit of an article on this. Okay. You know, I used the internets Mm -hmm. because I needed a little bit of motivation, quite honestly, to kind of get me through these last... I'm not a morning person at all. And so the winter is very hard for me. (laughs) Um, It's just unbearable getting up in the morning. So I was doing some digging on the internet, and this is what you guys need to know. First of all, they encourage you to get more sleep. That means naps. Done. Done. That sounds great to me. I'm resting up for all that outdoor yeah, time. Get that a is ahead. Extra rest. It's going to help you. It's going to heal your body. I'm going to need energy for outdoor concerts, outdoor activities, mm-hmm. Ooh, getting tan. I'm going to the Bleachers concert in Austin. It's going to be exciting in May. And then the second, which I can really glob onto, is eat more food. Yes, that's really good advice yeah. because come, I don't know, six weeks or so, you're going to have to get in that summer bot. <laughs> well, my summer and winter bot are very similar, but yeah, I, do, I do have to do a disclaimer that it was more eat more food, specifically fruits and vegetables oh. because of the vitamins that you need. You know, you got to get that vitamin D, those okay, sorts of things. Smart. These doctors know. But I love fruit. Make it a smoothie. Put some, maybe put some rum in it. Make it feel like a summer. You know, a summer. just seems springtime-ish. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. So you're going to be good. And then I think the most important thing to just hold on to is that we're hope. at the, yeah, no. hope. <laughs> okay. we're at the finish line. We are only a few small weeks from March. Um, but yeah. I like it. That's it. Countdown's on. And if that ain't enough, and as always, remember, you're, you're awesome. awesome. All right. That takes us right into our hype track where we're going to add a little pocket full of sunshine. No, not that one. I know what you guys are thinking. What's it going to be, Kate? <laughs> um, this week, we got something from one of our listeners, Eliza. It's going to fill your veins with just like an emotional light that you need to get you through this season. <laughs> so with further ado, say the thing and we'll get into it. All right. Here's the thing. And as always, we do not own this music. We don't, do not mean to represent that we do, nor do we intend to infringe on the copyright. Let's hit it. Break My Stride Let's by try. Matthew Wilder. Stride right into spring. Oh, I love that one. Ooh, that felt good. That was awesome. I have to be honest, I did not know who sang that until we got the request, but I do love it. I love the jam. If I was at trivia, I would not have been out to <laughs> been able to break out Matthew Wilder. <laughs> not at all, but it makes you feel good. So thank you so much for the recommendation. Yes, shout out to Liza. And we know you want more. So head on over to our Spotify playlist, Power Blazers Hype Tracks. It's probably the only song by Matthew Wilder, but it's a good one. And there's lots of other tracks. That's Not right. Not by him. That's that you're right. Gonna love. 
All right, guys, let's get on over to that interview with Meredith Seiler. Today, we have a very special interview guest. You've seen her and those like her all over the news and in the spotlight for the past two years because she is one of those amazing people providing frontline care to thousands throughout the pandemic. She earned both her BS and MS in nursing from UNC Chapel Hill. And for the past seven years, she's been working as a registered nurse at WakeMed Health and Hospitals in Raleigh, North Carolina. During that time, she was stationed mostly in the cardiovascular ICU unit, which has now become known as the COVID unit since the pandemic started. She just recently made the transition from nurse to nurse practitioner, and I am thrilled to welcome my friend and frontline warrior, Meredith Seiler, to the Power Blazers podcast. Welcome, Meredith. Hi, Katie. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I am so excited to have you on here, too. You know, I know when we were talking earlier, we were just getting started in this podcast, and we've interviewed, you know, some business owners, some entrepreneurs, but very different conversation with you today, um, what you do and your line of work and how that has been completely changed and shaped over the past few years. So For sure. Yeah. So, you know, we, we like to start with our first question kind of in our metaphorical or little literal way of how you got your power blazer. But for you, that's really, you know, what inspired you to become a nurse and ultimately a nurse practitioner? Well, I'll tell you, nursing has been in my life from birth because, you know, both my parents are in the healthcare world. Um, my mom is a nurse and my dad is a nurse anesthetist. Um, and, you know, because nursing, you know, opens the door for a lot of um, environments, um, I was exposed to a few of those growing up because my mom dabbled in a lot of different things. So she was a hospice nurse. Um, she ended up working into um, an outpatient pediatric office, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then my dad obviously has worked in the hospital. And, you know, one of my favorite memory, memories growing up is just going to the hospital and taking him dinner when he worked late night. So I thought it was super cool being able to go to the break room. Oh, that's and, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, totally nerded out with that. Um, but you know, of course I grew up and I knew I wanted a career in healthcare just because that's what I was exposed to. And I really liked it. Um, so ca finally came to the conclusion that nursing was the way to go. Um, and that I could get to the bedside quicker. Um, school wasn't, you know, a super long course, mm -hmm. you know, to get your nursing degree. So, um, and then becoming a nurse practitioner was just the next step. Um, there's a lot of different options to go when you want to, you know, grow your career in nursing. And, um, you know, you could be a nurse anesthetist, you can be a midwife, you can go into education. A lot of options. Plethora, plethora of options. Yeah. Um, but nurse practitioner was just the one I chose. And um, I wanted to get on the preventative side of medicine versus treating, I guess, is the way to say it. Um and especially in the COVID ICU, I felt that with each patient, we were, you know, we were starting from behind because every time I met them, they were already so sick and, you know, you couldn't prevent anything at that point. You were just help, hoping to stabilize and fix what it, the damage that had already been done. Um, and I'm telling you, having difficult and sad conversations with patients and family members every shift was emotionally draining. And leaving the ICU was very hard because it was my world for so long. But a change of pace and a change of scenery and a change of patient population was definitely necessary. And I'm really glad I took that jump. Wow. I 
can't even imagine. So I, I can see the kind of the breath of fresh air you're probably getting just with this new role as the nurse practitioner. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, the past two years, you spoke about it, the bedside with COVID-19 patients. How did you keep going day after day, month after month? Um, you know, this is such a great question. I, I, you know, I tell a lot of people, I feel like we unfortunately became robots and, you know, we just, we knew what patient population we were coming into. We, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, before we were a cardiovascular ICU. So we saw a lot, you know, a few different things. Um, we saw strokes, we saw heart attacks, we saw people who were, um, waiting for surgery, you know, those types of things. But here it was straight. You have a lung problem that could eventually lead to a kidney problem and could eventually lead to death. And we were trying our best to prevent those things. Um, but unfortunately, um, it was just, it was just really hard. So I think we found motivation in each other. I think we found, you know, motivation and strength in our families. Um, and just tried to keep that compassion high and not let it, you know, not let the hard stuff beat us down. That, yeah, I've watched the news coverage and nurses and doctors and everybody in the breakdowns, you know, you saw that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, you've been at this for over seven years now in the nursing field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for someone who's just at the very beginning of their career or someone that came and started during the pandemic, uh, just entering during this incredibly difficult time? Like what, you know, any thoughts for them or, you know, how you see trying to attract people to the healthcare industry, given everything that's happened with the pandemic? For, for sure. I mean, I, we actually had a lot of new graduate nurses start not a lot, but a few new graduate nurses start on our unit um, during this pandemic. And, you know, a few of them left, um, went to different um, areas, and then some stayed. And I think the biggest piece of advice you can give to someone who's starting new in nursing, especially in a COVID ICU, is just to keep an open mind. Um, Nursing has so many options for growth and change. This doesn't have to be your life forever, but think of the impact you are making while you're here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and whatever you can, whatever positive thing you can grasp on, do it. You know, for me, it was my family. It was my husband. It was my beautiful baby girl, Stella. It was, I wanted to show, you know, I still want, I want to show her that mommy can have a career and still be a good mommy. Yes. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is keep an open mind, find what makes you happy and just be open to growth and change. And if you need to change, it's okay. If you don't like it, you know, go to a pediatric ICU, go to the OR, go to public health. I mean, there's so many options in nursing. Just, just keep an open mind. I like that. That's very uplifting. Yeah. Very uplifting. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Oh, okay. So on a little bit lighter note, um, yeah. we like to ask our guests that what they would text their younger self if they could share just one thing. Um. I think I'm a people pleaser deep down in my core. So I think I would want to let my younger self know that it's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out. Um, Worrying and stressing and people pleasing day in and day out is exhausting. And in the end, your happiness is dependent on what you let affect you. Um, So of course my daughter is so into frozen right now. So (laughs) I would want myself to be like Elsa and just to let it go. (laughs) 
I love that. I love that so much. I'm sure she is so happy that I use that because she is, oh man, I can't tell you how many times I've watched Frozen already. Yes. And when she's older and listens to this, maybe it's like a throwback of some sort and here's your reference in that. That's wonderful. Um, You you got a shout out and it was because of Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But man, words of wisdom, because the older you get, the more you realize that it does not matter the opinions no. of others in a lot of areas or at all. Um, yeah. So I, I like that one. That is um, very encouraging for your younger self. Oh, thank you. Okay. So we've come to our last one, which is our little fun game of two, uh, two truths and a lie. So okay. we like to do it on keeping motivated. And we, we just, you know, I talked about, I, you know, asked you the question of how you kept going day after day. I know you've got to be doing something you're focusing on your family, but there's, I'm sure there's other things within your routine. So we'd love to hear them and uh, hopefully they'll inspire some of our listeners, give them some ideas, how to stay focused and positive as well. And I will, as always, try to guess which one's the lie. Oh, perfect. Okay. This will be fun. So let's see, to keep myself motivated, I like to do a dance party in the car. Uh Uh-huh. Before work, um, let's see. I do pep talks in the mirror because who doesn't do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do um, enjoy to work out probably three to four days a week. Okay. Okay. So so have fun with that, Katie. Yeah, this is, <laughs> you know, I, well, I haven't shared this yet, but um, I know Meredith because she played college basketball with my best friend from growing up and was her college roommate. So I'm like doing, you know, a little um, context clues of what I know about you. The working out could be a real one as a former collegiate athlete. So I'm going sure. to keep that one as a truth. And then the dance phrase, I have also had a lot of dance parties with you over the years so the little dancing in the car I can see that always uh you know pumps us up so okay yeah I'm gonna guess that the lie is the pep talk okay well I I do the pep talks okay okay I do the pep talks it's not every day but I mean especially you know first day of the job or Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to be let out on my own and see patients by myself or, you know, whatever it may be. I, I have known, been known to do a couple of pep talks in the mirror. I love that. Um, and if you can totally ask my husband, he catches me talking to myself <laughs> all the time. So that's cool. Um, I definitely do dance parties in the car. Yes. Um, I do dance parties wherever. I've done them in a patient's room before. So <laughs> don't worry about that. And then the working out, I wish I could say I did. Um I used to, I I will tell you, me and Stella used to love our walks, but now that I've started this job, I don't know how people work out and work. I know. Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's, I can't imagine. Yeah. It's a (sighs) full-time job that you already have, full-time job and a mom. Yeah. And then everything else and then trying to get a workout in. I don't know. I I need to, I need to know how other super women, super women do it. Cause I, I need, I need some motivation in that area, but yeah, there's the lie, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. You know what? That was good. I'm glad you do pep talks to yourself. Some words of affirmation. <laughs> I do those too. You got to pump yourself up. So absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Meredith, I just want to thank you so much. First off for 
being a nurse, working in the healthcare industry before the pandemic, during the pandemic, just all that you're doing, you know, those of us that are not in that, we can't thank you enough. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you are an inspiration in what you've been doing. And thank you for coming on and talking with us and being yeah. a guest on the podcast. This has been thank you so for much fun. even thinking of me. Yes. I'm 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 so excited to be a part of this, you know, reading you got your bio and listening to that first episode. Y'all are doing great things and I am so happy to be a part of it. Oh, you're awesome. Um, I just again Thank you so much for joining us. If you're ever in the Raleigh area and you need um, a good nurse practitioner, you know who to look up and find. Um, you'll be well taken care of and maybe even dance parties in your room. So <laughs> something to look forward to. Um, for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, Meredith, thank you again. It was great to speak with you and we'll talk soon. Today's female-owned business spotlight, Wheezy, was created by founders Liz Eicholtz and Lindsay Johnson. You know we like to bring you guys brands and products that we love, that we're interested in, that we've learned about. So we talked about treating yourself. We talked about spa days on previous episodes. Wheezy brings the spa-like quality to your house for everyday use. These longtime friends launched a direct-to-consumer lifestyle brand in 2018, focus on luxury bath linens. So you want that high quality towel, robe, everything. They've got it. And in true Southern fashion, the towels can be finished with personalized embroidery. I mean, if it's not monogrammed, it's probably not yours. I mean, that's how I see it. So you got to go check out their stuff. It's so fun. They're dropping new collections all the time. You can find them on shopweezytowels.com and follow along on Instagram at Wheezy Towels.